Bulls fans, welcome into the Around the Horns podcast. It's your boy, Tristan, your main man, Mario, and we are coming to you from the home of the Around the Horns network here at Fuel and Iron Food Hall. Mario, do you have a voice again? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I'm, I've been working on it, had a, a bout of pneumonia, voiceless. Um, it was a rough week, but uh, I'm powering through. I'm back and uh, trying to get this, the, the dulcet sounds of my voice back to uh, their normal levels. Wow, they're angelic in nature, and I thought it was an excuse to miss seeing Red last week. If you missed it, up on our Facebook page with Bulls goaltender Beckham Dempsey, he saw red, ladies and gentlemen, but we're not here to spoil that. We're here to talk Pueblo Bulls hockey, and to do that, for period one, our guest, my favorite guest. Have I ever told you you're my favorite guest? Bulls VP Dave Nelson, Bulls fans. Can we get a little love? Yeah, no, you never uh, never fully told me. I always thought Toons was your favorite, but it's good now we got it on recording and, and verified, and you know, it took uh, talked to Tunes obviously this week too. It took you off the IR, which is good. So you're back in action. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you're off what the 72 hour IR, the week IR. I don't know what. You're out, out a week, out yeah. a week. Okay. But I would, I, I'd like to point out that um, Tristan's go-to line is my favorite guest um, is whoever's on the show. That's not true. <laughs> Play the tape. It's true. <laughs> Tonight you're here. You're joining us in period one, and we're talking Pueblo Bulls hockey again. Dave, last week was fun. It was a ton of fun, and I want to get your firsthand opinion on it. You went on the road, had a great time. Tell me about it. Yeah, no, obviously, uh, what we, we could, were able to turn, turn some things around uh, last home series uh, when we played Rock Springs here at home and getting a home sweep and, and a good comeback win there, and I know we reviewed that, but that led into a, obviously a good week and a short week for us in, in terms of our preparation. Uh, again, a little bit on a revenge tour to go back to, to Provo and, and try to steal a couple points there. Uh, we did a good job. We came out out of the out of the gates firing, and, and we're able to capitalize uh, obviously on the the power play there early Thursday night in Provo, and and really kind of stuck to uh, you know what was working for us. Obviously, I think uh, first and foremost we came ready to go. Uh, we were able to execute and, and perform within our opportunities that was given, um, and we're able to hold the lead there and, and find a way to come out on top. And uh, unfortunately, I think we gave away two points. Uh, there in Rock Springs, but uh, again, for us, we talk about how we can utilize these opportunities as far as learning experiences and turn them into to opportunities to learn. And um, I think that showcase we could grab a lot from that game specifically and, and head into this week and, and obviously get back uh, on the winning column here Friday night uh, uh, here at home. Dave, obviously, you talked a little bit about the uh, revenge tour, but for Rock Springs on Friday night, that was definitely a revenge game for them as well. Uh, talking with some of the players uh, before we started filming, just a little bit, they felt that it was, uh, they didn't take them as serious as they should have. It wasn't out of lack of preparation or anything. They just kind of, they, they gave them more credit than they deserved. Would you uh, agree with that? statement yeah yeah I think that's fair and uh again I we talk about it all the time but um you know fortunately or unfortunately however you want to look at it or phrase it uh those things happening earlier in the year are probably better to happen now than than later right so um you know again we we didn't play to our standard that night and you were still putting yourself in a position to go into a third period for a one goal, one goal hockey game right so uh position wise you're, you're still in the opportunity to win and, and put yourself in, in that positive aspect of it. But, um, you know, 
unfortunately, we talk about it all the time too. When you give away two periods, it's probably pretty tough to find a way to win. You know, the the entire round. So, um, again, take it as uh, you know, a little cut on the chin, and you move forward with it and move on. And and now, again, we talk about just uh, with the expansion here to the West and, and moving to Tier Two hockey. It doesn't really matter who you play each night, right? Everybody's you know beat everybody. Everybody has competitive games amongst another, and and now there's not a team in the division that hasn't won a hockey game. So uh, we got to show up every night and play to our standard, and and you know ultimately try to exceed every expectation within you know our game plan. And if we do those things, obviously we believe we have a really good chance to win. Well, obviously a mixed bag last weekend on the road. Now you're going to be comfortable back at home. It's got to feel good to come back and take on a team that's newer for a lot of guys on this year's team. Haven't seen them yet. The Tater Tots from Idaho Falls going to come in and hopefully you're able to uncrown them, right? The Spud Kings obviously uh, have stepped things up a little bit. The team last year, even from week to week, you saw them kind of grow and they were the new kids on the block. Now, not the youngest team in the division, but also not the newest team for you all. So how are you prepping for a weekend series against the Potato Kings and and what are you looking for from their side of things? Yeah, I think uh, again you break down their roster. They got uh, they got a handful of returners from last year's team that are, are good players and um, you talk about them being a new organization, obviously last year and then heading into to year two now. Um, you know, taking those players and, and molding again your culture and your expectation is obviously a big help and success for them. Um, but looking at the roster, they're big, they're fast, uh, they skate really well. Uh, I think they're built a lot like us as far as depth as well too. They got uh, good top end D, good goaltending, and and depth forwards that are able to put the puck in the net. Um, but uh, you know, looking at our team versus their team in comparison to other teams, I think they're probably the most similar team to us. Um, as far as, again, they've had a little bit of highs and lows here throughout the first 10 games. Um, they're able to put the puck in the net, and, you know, unfortunately, if things are going their way, you know, things don't go their way, right? So, um, again, I think this is going to be a really good test for us uh, this weekend to, you know, come off of obviously a loss. Um, but, again, looking at the opportunity to get to find a way to get in the win column here at home and uh, obviously take it to them. Again, you're looking at two organizations that probably have – uh, again, the, the best fan bases in the league. They obviously pack their arena with 4,500. We pack ours with 1,100. Again, two different atmospheres through and through. But um, again, two teams that you know have the ability uh, to play in front of crowds. So again, them coming to Pueblo should be no different than obviously playing in front of their home crowd as well too. So uh, again, there's no really advantage on that part either, right? So now it just comes down to again for us, you know, competing and performing, and, and ultimately who's going to execute and, and take those opportunities. And Dave, do you ever think that, from my perspective, the way I see it, and I, I'm very interested to see what you say about this, but does it seem like Pueblo Bulls hockey has a larger target on their, on their back from the other teams? Is there something, because I, I think that we've set the bar pretty high as an organization, as a hockey club, uh, it, it, whether it be in the Premier or NCDC, but I think that, you know, and again, talking with some of the guys and, and kind of getting the feel for it seems almost personal a lot, a lot of these teams want to come after Pueblo Bulls hockey of course they want to win they want to go to the playoffs they want to try to win national championship but there's a little bit about when pe after people come the teams come into Pueblo they see our crowds they see just how we do things from a um uh, entertainment standpoint as well just and we talked about a lot we have the best fans in the entire league and they're probably also some of the most belligerent fans in the entire league and i know they get under the the skin of some of the opposition 
how much of that do you guys feel or think about? Yeah, hundred percent. I think, uh, again, even when things are going our way or aren't going our way, whatever the case may be, we believe every team wants to beat us and it believes it's their Stanley cup or their championship, however you want to phrase it. Um, but again, for a long time, you talk about the, um, entertainment side of things. Um, Pueblo is a special place to play. Uh, and again, you don't see it everywhere else. Again, you can compare every organization however you want, but, uh, again, not every organization does these interviews. Not every organization is involved in the community. Not every organization has an expectation for the players that we do and, and try to hold them to that standard. Um, but when you see t teams come in, and again, we can go back to, you know, obviously the second week and when Ogden came in, uh, they obviously came into your home building and, and, you know, it's exciting to score a goal on the road and you can take the crowd out, right? It's exciting to win on the road and, and have, again, a needle drop in your own arena or there, whatever, however you want to phrase that with um, them coming in and just basically, you know, taking every excitement out of the building and them going down to the locker room and walking away with two points, right? So, um, again, I think uh, you talk about it. It's not only exciting for, obviously, our own players to play here at home, but it's really exciting for opposing teams to come into this building and feel this atmosphere as well. So, um, and again, you can review for the last five years, we felt that way, um, you know, since, you know, halfway through year one when, you know, you hit Christmas and you're going on what I think at that time we went 21 and four after Christmas you have teams that want to come in and beat you and then you break it down farther and it's respect across the board from a coaching side but again five years ago at that time you had you know four young coaches with uh, the opportunity of building what we did uh, no other coach that's been doing this for 10 15 years wants to lose to us either right so there's a little bit of vendetta there and uh, again you build a little bit of rivalry amongst uh, obviously organizations moving forward too so you always have kind of that that chip where again unfortunately noco's not you know in the league anymore for us but those were the games where it's, you know, oh, yeah, we got to win and we got to show up no matter what, right? Sure. And I would say, you know, Tristan, you know what else that we have that other teams don't have? A show at the Fuel and Iron <laughs> Food Hall. How awesome is that? They got to be jealous because you know they want to come and be part of this. Yeah, well. let me be very clear. He talks about competition across the league if anybody, and I say anybody across the nation, across the world, maybe across the state, our own division. They want like to bring to our microphones competition for the award winning. Should be in the sin binning, best looking, ear to ear, shit grinning duo that is your boy and your main man. <laughs> Come and see us every Tuesday night at Fuel and Iron Food Hall. We'll be here. Now you've got oh, yeah. coordinates. Dave, let me tell you, period one is always a great time when you stop by. I thank you for your time this evening. I wish you best of luck this weekend. Go get them. Thank you. Thank you. Bulls fans, period two coming your way. You don't want to miss it. One of the newest, hottest Pueblo Bulls on the scene. The official place for all things Pueblo Bulls hockey. The Around the Horns podcast. Bulls fans, welcome back to the Around the Horns podcast. Period two time coming to you from Fuel and Iron Food Hall right here in beautiful downtown Pueblo, Colorado. Mario, period one was great. We got a nice recap of the away weekend, but how good does it feel to be home ready to play two more games Friday, Saturday night? Well, for me, I'm going to tell you, being out sick for a whole week, uh, missing out on life in general, mm -hmm. I'm very glad that on the road to recovery, at the end of that, that road, 
is a home weekend here in Pueblo, Colorado. And what a better way to kick off our second period with the hottest Pueblo Bull. What a weekend for our period two guest, Jimmy Zaisel. Bulls fans, can we get a little love for our guest here? Jimmy Z, welcome on. How are you, man? Pretty good. How about you guys? Great. We're pumped. We cannot be feeling as good as you are, though, after the weekend you just laid out in Utah. Talk about it. Thursday and Friday night had to be clicking, and how did it feel? Uh, obviously, it felt really good, especially coming off a weekend in Rock Springs. Well, at home, playing Rock Springs, where I think I had 15 shots on goal. Couldn't bury the puck. So, I mean, b being able to put two finally in is an amazing feeling. Yeah, and I think for you, a first time to get out and see some of the competition that's on the road, a little bit of a different environment than at home. How do you adjust? How do you feel like the, the pace of play changes from a, a home series, especially the momentum the team as a whole carried with the weekend sweep against Rock Springs to going on the road? I definitely think that playing at home is a much faster game. Get The fans get really into it, and I love to play here. It's my favorite barn to play in. So going on the road, especially against Provo, it's really quiet. You have to build your own energy, and it's, it's definitely tough, and it can definitely uh, not help your team down the long run. So, Well, talking about being at home and being the, with the fans, we've heard a lot of guys, a lot of new guys have come in. Some of them said this is the most amount of fans they've ever played in, yeah, in front of before. Is that, that is true for you as well? Yeah, very true. So when you're out there, can you hear them? Do you feed off them? Do we try to get the fans as engaged as possible? Kind of tell them, the viewers, kind of, you know, what the fan support means to you. It, it's everything to me, especially, like, you can definitely feed off of it. And like, you can hear it, but when you're on the ice, you kind of try to zone it out. So it's more of just, like, hearing the noise. You don't hear exactly what they're saying. But, I mean, being able to feed off the energy is an amazing feeling that I've never felt before. And how excited and pumped are you guys to be welcoming in uh, the Spud Kings for their very first visit of the season here in, in Pueblo? I mean, it's got to be you guys haven't faced them yet. You have it. You don't know what to expect really until you really kind of get in there and match up and kind of figure out who they are, how they play. It, you know, in obviously for you guys, you guys want to set the tempo and the, the style of play. Yeah. But how does that feel for you guys to, to bring in someone new? Um, honestly, it's a little bit different, and I'm just ready to show them what Pueblo is all made about and show them the fans because obviously their rink is pretty big too. But I mean, they haven't been in a barn like Pueblo before, especially in the NCDC. So I guess I bet all of our players are ready for it. Yeah, well, we'll have a, some welcome signs for them, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And the fans here tonight, the fans that are listening to this, Jimmy, uh, tell them about your story. How'd you get to Pueblo? What got you connected here? And what's NCDC like at the highest level here in P-Town? Well, so obviously NCDC is a lot faster pace of play. So that was the hardest adjustment for me. But uh, my story is I'm from Seattle, Washington. I played out in Connecticut last year for an academy. And towards the end of the season, Toons reached out to me and just started the recruitment process. And then I started off by coming to camp in Chicago because my graduation was actually during camp in May in Pueblo so and then I obviously got invited to May camp and just made my way through the camps and here I am very good so now you're a Seattle guy today uh, we talked about before the camera started rolling it is the uh frozen fury NHL all the all 32 teams play today well, who's your team 
I used to be a Penguins guy because of Sidney Crosby, but now I'm a Kraken fan, and obviously they're not off to a hard start this season, but uh, hopefully they start to turn it around. A crackhead. Take that, Austin Hoff. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing. I'm also going to just go back to when you said Toons reached out to you. Usually, his only phone calls are made at 2 a.m. Did he hit you with the you up text, or how did he reach out? <laughs> uh, he just texted me in the middle of the day, and I ended up having a Zoom call with him and Hoff that that day later, like an hour later. So, Oh, wow. Hoff was up before uh, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, huh? Uh, I think the f- Zoom call was at like 3, so. Oh, he he j- it was early morning for him, bright and early yeah. for, for Hoff. For wake-up time. Uh, Jimmy, I also got to ask you about your adjustment period here to Pueblo. I mean, the season is still new, and, and you're relatively new to the town, but I, I think you've had a great chance to get out and see the town. You've had a chance to play in front of the fans. What is being in Pueblo like? What has the fan base been like to you? And, and how special is Pueblo already at this point in the season? Too? It's it's nothing like I've ever felt before. Obviously, we have a great uh, support group with our billets along with the fans. And just being able to come out and like do community events like, I, yeah, we just a lot of community events. And especially, it's just it's an amazing feeling that I've never felt before. Well, and we talked about in the first period with Coach Dave Nelson about how other teams kind of target the Pueblo Bulls. Yeah. And we talk about the differences from an organizational standpoint, right? And so one of them is doing a podcast like you're on right now. How Have you done something like this before? Is this kind of new for you? What do you think of this? I've never done it. And also, uh, obviously, I think it's pretty amazing. So, I mean, and especially talking about uh, other teams kind of not liking us. We get uh, a couple of chances to throw in some chirps to the other team in the podcast. So <laughs> that's yeah. I, I take this opportunity through the podcast because during the games because we're on uh on flow tv we we try to be fair because we don't know who's watching but the podcast is a chance for us to shit talk all we want and that's what we do here in the vein of shit talking jimmy i'm gonna just jump right into the questions we like to ask everybody on the pod i'm sure you've seen them before we always ask the fastest skater best hands you've had a couple of weeks to see some of the guys answers uh so i'm gonna just start off obviously you showed off the hands this weekend so if the answer is not you who's got the most surefire hands on this year's team i would say cooper Uh, there's a couple obviously i'd say cooper hansen and then i would throw in a sneaky pick would be hunter hayes i don't know if that's sneaky because the dude lit up that rock springs team yeah no he did light him up (laughs) like his shot is very very good he i think uh we talked about hunter is now the hunted because people know what kind of damage he can cause secret no more the guy is a stud but obviously you put yourself on the map this weekend uh and we've heard your name a couple of times when we asked this next question but fastest on the blades this year jack hansen by far I mean, our team likes to compare him to Connor McDavid with those crossovers. So, wow, wow, okay, big one. All right, uh, final question because I don't know how to follow that one up. Uh, if you had to play against this defensive unit this year, which luckily outside of practice you don't have to do very often, but there's some big hitters. What guy are you absolutely carrying away from every time? Felix and Lawson Kimball. Okay, so Lawson's new on the list. Kimball's new. But uh, yeah, we Felix is like he started following the page, and I was a little intimidated. Yeah, true. I was scared, but also I'm ready to lay the gauntlet out. If we can get, I don't know, 25, 30 comments on this week's pod, Mario will take a check into the boards from Felix Anton Parmelo at some point this season. Oh, I don't want to hurt the kid. Good luck. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a brick house, dude. 
Brickhouse, bring it on, Palm. Uh, here's the deal, Jimmy. We got an exciting weekend of hockey. Spud King's coming into town. You know the place is going to be packed. What do you say to the Bulls fans watching, listening, whatever it may be? How important is this weekend series to y'all? Uh, chance to get us above 500, and obviously we need you guys to be loud and to support us. So as loud as you guys can be, it's going to help us out on the ice. Jimmy Z, our guest in period two. He's a real one, Bulls fans. Make a little noise for him. <laughs> Are you ready, Mario? Period I'm ready. Three, three. is coming, coming out. Don't go anywhere. It's the official place, all things Bulls hockey, the Around the Hordes podcast. Bulls fans, welcome back to the Around the Horns podcast, period three time. Coming to you from the new home of the Around the Horns network. Mario, I just feel so comforted. Every Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, we're rolling into Fuel and Iron Food Hall, and I cannot make my mind up tonight. Have you had dinner yet? I have not. I, I was saving it to see uh, where you were leaning towards going, because I thought you were buying me dinner tonight. Is that not... Accurate? No, I'll definitely take you out to dinner now that you can finally enjoy all things that go along with it. We're getting chicken from Diablo Hot Chicken because you missed it last week. They got a new menu item. Come check it out. Feeling Iron Food Hall. Let's check out our new guest. Enough about us and our dinner plans. Before the He dinner wants to plans, hear about us, though. Maybe. Do you want to just sit and... Never mind. <laughs> Period three guests joining us for the first time on the pod. Can we get a little love for Brody Clark? Brody, I told you, period three is when the lights shine the brightest. We only bring the best and brightest on. So did you bring your A game? Yeah, I mean, third period's clutch time, so I show up. Wow. All right. All right. Well, welcome to the pod for the first time ever. Uh, welcome to the team. I know this has been an adjustment for everybody. We ask everyone, uh, what is the first couple weeks, five weeks, I think, into the season already at this point? How are you feeling like you're adjusting to the team, to Pueblo, and to NCDC hockey? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the adjustment's been pretty easy for me. I'm from Lakewood, Colorado, so not too far from home. Like, being able to go see my parents once in a while is nice. But we came early for training camp. I think we were here about a month before our first game, which I think really helped mesh the team together, kind of get the boys close before we started going through things in games, going through adversity and losses. So that was really good, but my billets are awesome. The community is awesome. The first day I was here, I walked to the mall because I forgot my athletic shoes at home, and first person I saw was wearing a bull sweatshirt, and I was like, oh, wow. welcome home. So it's been awesome. Yeah, it's a great feeling, and obviously we got a, a good little crowd out tonight, a Tuesday night. Maybe they're saving their voices. Maybe Mario passed it on with one of his copious makeout sessions with Bulls fans. <laughs> Enough. The exclusive yeah. content's available <laughs> on the Around the Horns Network OnlyFans page. That's where you can find it. Uh, but as for more mature content that we're going to talk about today, That's Brody, a different show completely. Yeah. I, I'm not going to even say it. All right, enough of you. Brody, let's get back to you. Uh, obviously, growing up, you played hockey. What was it like? Um, we always feel like the Bulls kind of brought hockey to the West, and specifically Southern Colorado. Who have you played with uh, on the team? I know there are a couple other Colorado guys. Did you have a chance to kind of connect with them, and, and what is it like knowing that hockey really is building in your home state? Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Like Growing up playing youth hockey in Colorado, you didn't really uh – play any teams from southern Colorado like Springs was about as far south as we went and like never really heard of like the Pueblo youth so it's been cool especially like being able to work with the youth kids to see that grow and to see kids have an opportunity in different spots where it wasn't before which is awesome all right I got a really hard-hitting question how re relieved were you once you became the only Clark on the team 
Uh, I think my grandparents, my parents are a little more relieved than me, but <laughs> were they really talking about that? Was that a discussion point? Yeah. My grandma called me and she's like, you got to start on talking your Jersey. Cause I, my Jersey talks all the time. And she's like, I always see Clark and I don't know which one you are. So <laughs> hey, listen, the hardest hitting questions will only come at you from the around the horns network guys. That is a. That's journalism in its finest, Tristan. Wow. You are really on another level tonight. I don't know what meds you got for the pneumonia you had last week, but sell them on the street for like 500 a pop because you are nuts. Uh, let's get back to the hockey talk here. Uh, obviously, this season has been a little mix of up and downs and hot and cold for you guys. Feeling like you're kind of maybe meshing more now than ever as a team. Do you guys feel like you've hit your stride? Do you feel like you have a couple of gears to kick it up? Uh, and really, what is the ceiling for this year's team? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we want to put a ceiling on it. Like, we, it is what we make of it. But I think our mindset is kind of we always have more. We win, we always have more. We lose, we always have more. There's always more you can do, and that's why we go to work every Monday. So I put the work in, and we bag ourselves. We push each other as teammates, and I think that's what's going to set the ceiling and, like, set the standard. One of the things we've been hearing all year long from um, all your teammates is that this season seems to be the tightest knit they've ever had in their hockey experience do you find that two two part question here do you find that to be true for yourself and second what caused that what makes that such a uh, a tight-knit team yeah i i definitely think it's true and i think there's a few parts that like to my answer is first of all like we have guys from all over the world we have guys from europe who leave in their families and also like the second part of it is we show up every day at wake up at 5:30, we show up to the rink at 6:45, and we're there till two. Like you gotta end up enjoying finding the guys you mesh with. Like if you don't enjoy the boys, you're not gonna enjoy it. So we're with them all day, and you learn the guys, like you learn their personalities, and you feed off of that. So I think the time together, and also just the commitment we've made to play junior hockey, is what really like brings the team together. Very good. Yeah, I want to now dive into the more specific parts of the team. Maybe you got a little bit of a head start because you watched Jimmy answer these questions, but I want to ask you the same exact things. And you can look him in the eyes and tell him if he doesn't have the best hands on the team, but I will ask you who does have the best hands. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy's up there for sure. I like to call him Jimmy Toe Drag sometimes, but <laughs> I think uh, Blue Heisel has some pretty good hands. He's European, and he's pulled off a few toe drags in practice where I'm just like, how did you do that? And then... Uh, I think Nate Farrell's a sneaky answer for the best hands. He, we do some stick handling drills on the ice before practice sometimes, and I'm always just kind of like mesmerized by it. They're really smooth. I'm going to now take this opportunity to welcome you all in to the Around the Horns vocabulary lesson of the day. The word sneaky has now been brought up twice in regard to Hunter Hayes, who has, I think, five goals on the season and had a three-goal weekend not too long ago, and then sneaky in regard to Nate Farrell, who leads the team in points. So, gentlemen, sneaky means something you didn't expect to happen, not something in plain sight. Welcome to the Around the Horns vocabulary corner. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Great pick, though. Nate's a stud. Uh, now I want to ask you about the fastest skater on the team. Yeah, uh, like, I, like Jimmy said, I think Jack Hansen is probably the best with his crossovers, but I think Will Sinclair is also pretty, like, straight line. His speed's pretty quick, especially when we bag skate at the end. I'm usually looking up, and I'm looking up, and I see him, like, a few steps ahead of me, and I'm like, dang, so. All right. All right. Now, I think I know the answer to this final question, but I think we've got one of the most stout D units in the entire league. Who's the biggest hitter? Who are you never going fist to cuffs with? 
Yeah, I mean, Felix Pomelos hit me a few times in practice, so I think that's an easy answer for about everyone on our team. Does, does a duplicate answer increase or decrease the number of comments we need on this week's pod for you to take a hit? Oh, no, it, it increases. It increases. Oh, we got to go up. But also, early, I think it's weird because earlier you were saying he was so soft before we went on camera, and now you're telling me he's a hard hitter. So I think you got to make up your mind because you were calling him out earlier saying that he was nothing. Well, he just he wouldn't get an ice bath today, so <laughs> a little different. Mentally, mentally with the ice bath thing, but not on the ice. I'm not going near him. Okay. All right, we're going to call it 40 comments. Mario will take the check in the boards from Palm. Uh, I want to ask you now, final question from me. Mario may have another. For yourself this year, obviously a big season. Everyone talks about the lofty goals and the expectations. It's fun to play at home, but I think it's going to be more fun to play in Utica at the end of the season for a national championship. Is that the goal? Is that really where people are setting their sights already? Uh, And how realistic do you think that is that you're lifting the cup? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a realistic option if we we continue to do what we're doing, go go to the rink and put in the work every day. Um, obviously the goal is to succeed as a team and like it is juniors at the end of the day like you're all trying to go somewhere but I don't think you go you get there unless your team succeeds and around the rink like I think we push each other every day it's if you give 100% and you can look back at the end of the day and be proud of yourself like at the end of the year you're going to end up somewhere where you want to be in the team if everyone's doing that the team's going to end up where you want to be so all right now I have a one last question I don't want you to think about this I want it to be a gut reaction so First thing off the top of your head when I say this, best Pueblo Bulls moment for you so far? Uh, I think like coming out, starting my first game, that was pretty cool. Like you're not really sure what to expect and then you go out and you see all the fans there and like we're behind the wall so you can't really see what's like how many people are there. The lights are turned off and then you go out there and the little sparklers go off and the national anthem was when the goosebumps start to kick in. I think that's the coolest part of every game. Little sparklers, bro, those are huge dry sparks, man. That's a machine. Yeah, There's another 4th of July with the little kids <laughs> doing sparklers. What are you talking about? I just didn't know what to call them. <laughs> well, don't refer to as little. They're awesome, guys. They're they are huge. Cool. They're awesome. They Before the show, he called them the Felix Anton Parmelo of sparklers, <laughs> that they were soft, little, and not good enough to get the job done. So we've corrected him twice. Now we're up to 55. Oh, I'm going to get hit in practice now. <laughs> we're done throwing you over the coals. We're grateful that you took the time out. Glad you're a part of the Pueblo Bulls Hockey Club. And I think the fans here are going to show their love to our period. Three guests one more time. Brody Clark. Thank you, guys. Bulls fans, if you haven't already, you got to snag your tickets early because we're going to be there Friday and Saturday, probably in front of a sold-out crowd. So if you want to see the Bulls mash the tater tots from Idaho Falls, stop by the Bulls shop on 4th Street, grab your tickets, or visit PueblobullsHockey.com. And if you don't get enough this weekend, Mario, what's your Sunday morning look like? Well, I was just going to say, I think that Sunday morning, we're going to be bringing back the Bulls brunch right here at fuel and iron fuel hall and i'm thinking it might be a potato based brunch boil them mash them stick them in a stew doesn't matter how we're gonna take our taters down this weekend and join us right back here at fuel and iron food hall sunday morning for bulls brunch 11 a.m every tuesday we're back 6 p.m it's the official place for all things Pueblo bulls hockey the around the horns podcast